Welcome to Offstage with Jordan Baylor, where you'll discover the stories behind the movers and shakers in the entertainment and business world. Now here's your host, Jordan Baylor. Welcome to Offstage with Jordan Baylor here. I was listening to this week's episode and something really grabbed me, something really spoke to me that I want to drill in this week. The guest spoke about how she listened to the voice within and acted on the action. And I really want you to begin to listen to that voice within you. That voice that is telling you to pursue whatever goal or dream that you have and not lean into that script or that self-limiting belief that is telling you that you cannot do it. I really want you to rewrite the script. I really want you to figure out a reason why that script is wrong and lean into that reason why you can do it rather than why you can't. You know, I don't want you to go, I want to be an actress, but I don't know anybody in the industry. Or you just say, well, guess what? I'll start acting and I'll figure out who I need to meet. The universe or God or whoever you subscribe to will point me towards whoever I need to meet rather than leaning into that same script of, I don't know anybody. It's always gonna be you don't know anybody if you don't begin the journey. So this week's guest, her name is Rhea Hensler. She's a Houston-based content creator. She creates blogs. She has a really popular podcast called Coffee Meets Vodka. Her and her co-hosts, they uh, talk about relationships, girl talk, give basically career advice, tips, and uh, hacks for life. Uh, She's really cool, uh, radiant, exuberant, chatty. (laughs) Basically, when you meet her, she just really like explodes with uh, personality and you see why she has her own podcast. It's like, oh, of course you have a podcast. You have that type of personality. So I interviewed her. We talked about California. We talked about L.A., She's, she's an actress. She's getting back into acting. We talked about failures. We talked about wins. We talked about life. We talked about spirituality, family. We, we, we touched on a lot of different topics. But I really, really, really want you to begin to listen to that inner voice within and start taking action on what it's telling you to do. So with that being said, I bring to you my conversation with Rhea Hensler. Please enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Offstage with Jordan Baylor. This is Jordan Baylor. I've got the amazing Rhea Hensler on the line. She is a Houston-based... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good, you're good. Oh, no. She is a Houston-based uh, blogger. She has a podcast called Coffee Meets Vodka, where she hosts it. She's a duo. They kind of, they do like a tangent-type comedy thing, and it's really creative. Uh, she's a multifaceted creator who uh, basically radiates positivity. So how are you doing today, Rhea? Oh, my God, I'm so good. I feel like that's the nicest thing that anybody has ever said to me or about me. I feel like I want to frame that. Yes, I want to frame it in an audio version and, like, put my phone up to it. So, like, when I'm feeling low, I can just... You should do that. You should do that. That's a good idea. (laughs) Put, like, those quotes on the wall, like, you know, Rhea radiates positivity. Positivity. Jordan. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, Jordan. Uh, Jordan. Amazing content creator. It is I. It is I. It is I. It is I. (laughs) So, um... Is the who is Ray Hensler? You know, I always like to start off an interview like that. Oh, who am I? Oh gosh, I feel like I'm on Hinge, where it's like, if your mom or if you could name, you know, three words about yourself, what would they be? (laughs) No, it's not like that. (laughs) Um, I feel like I am a free spirit who. I mean, tries to be positive. That's so great that it's, it's you know, well-received because, you know, everybody's got their down days. Um, I'm an only child. Um, Houston, born and bred. I, you know, moved to L.A. for a bit, and now I'm back. Killing the game, apparently. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I, yeah, I like to do all things creative, honestly, Um, that goes for writing, for crafting, for, you know, video podcasting, like just anything literally 
an ounce bit creative, I'm all about You're it. You're all in. Yeah. Okay. So it's the beginning of a new decade. We're right at the end of the first month of the new yes. decade. How did we get to this point and what's the end goal? Like what's driving Rhea? Oh gosh. Um, honestly, it is like pretty crazy that we're in a new decade because if you look back like, you know, 10 years ago, I was 17, I'm 27 now. And I was in high school and kind of just like, I thought I really, I feel so naive because I really thought that like my life was linear or would be linear. I thought life in general was linear. Like you go to college or you go to high school, you go to college, you get married, you have family, you do all these things, right? You have a job and life's just kind of cookie cutter like that. And I think that that's speaks a lot, you know, um, how society shapes us. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's what I thought that I was going to do. I thought that I was going to go to high school, going to go to college, didn't really have a major and then get a job and like move on about my life. And over the last 10 years, that's not at all what has happened. It's been a very like scribbly 10 years, but I, I really wouldn't change it for the world. I've done, I've done a lot. So I mean, that that's your story. But you're so right that people people do paint a perfect picture. And, and, and this is how you're supposed to be living your life at different eras. And like if you're not doing your life at that, if you're not married at what, 24, 25 or whatever oh, it is, you're a failure. Even. You're yeah. a failure. You know, yeah. if you haven't had children by 30. You, you, you should be barren. You're you know? barren. Yes. You're barren. You're done. All your eggs are gone. <laughs> the egg monster ate them. They're gone. Sorry, lady. No babies for you. You know, for so, real. So, for real. And it, it really, really pushes that narrative. So, you know, it, it's scary. It's very scary. You know, you have older people that are like scared to go back to college because they're like, I don't want to be the old person in the class. It's like, who cares? You go to college when you can afford it, when you, it's good for you, you know? Yeah. Although I don't know, I, I have thought about maybe going back. Um, I don't know if I could though, because for the life of me, I can't really pass math. And I just, I think the idea of college is like really just, it's just so, it's so silly to me if you're I, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, and then I'm like, oh, when I have kids, they're going to be like, mom, should I go to college? And I'm going to be the ones like, it's a trap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just do whatever you feel like, babe. Like it's a money trap. Don't let them define you. Like <laughs> I, I, I agree with that. It, it, it's just, it's whatever you want to get out of it. It's not, yeah. some, it's not a place where you go to find out what, this is my personal opinion. It's not a place where you go to find out who you are. I feel like mm. you should have some sense of who you are before you get there. But then sometimes people are there. So they're so young. They don't really know who they are. But it's just such an expensive place to find out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> for real. Or it's like, oh, this is not for me. And yeah, I wasted yeah, yeah. $100,000. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I owe these people $100,000 and I have to pay like, you know. Twelve hundred dollars every two weeks, or they're gonna come. You know, oh my god, take repo. My first like, form. don't have, don't have a couch or a place to live, but I have a piece of paper that says I have a college degree. Exactly. Oh like, my god. Yeah. Yeah. I. I well, yeah. Well, luckily, I found myself in a more expensive place, in a different expensive place um, in LA, and I think that that was really like one of the best things that I ever did. You um, moved to uh, LA. Yes, I was there from 2015 to 2018. And what, what, why did you move? Like, uh, were you moved for college and you were out No, there? I, I, so basically I felt like I didn't really have anything holding me back anymore. I was 22. I was kind of like, like, what am I doing with my life? I feel like the world is waiting for me, you know, like for me to see it, there's, there's something bigger out there than like my small town. And although Houston isn't small, but it's like where you're from, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I didn't really have anything holding me back and I've always wanted to act. I've always, um, which I actually don't tell. I never told anybody that. And I, when I moved to LA, it was really like shocking for everybody because they were like, what do you mean? like you want to act like I'm so confused like I've never heard this before and I just kind of up and left but what? yeah but I I feel like you I, weren't the theater kid I wasn't I wasn't oh. and you know what I think it was like because my school like wasn't not that it wasn't cool like they're like really it was like just weird 
It was like, we- like more than like the weird school. theater. Was, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it was just yeah. everyone's school. weird in fucking high school. Say no more. Say no more. <laughs> you, you're school. right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, everyone. Yeah, everyone's just weird. And we grew up and it's different. Um, but uh, but yeah, so everyone was like, oh, my God, this is so weird. Like, why do you want to do that? Blah, blah. And then I kind of just said, like, fuck it. And like, didn't like really explain myself the only people that obviously like were like oh my god that's so great were like well my dad if he (laughs) would still be alive but um his side of the family that's the only side I feel like that I was really vocal about that um about and um they supported you or were they against the decision no they're they're super supportive and I feel like yeah and I feel like as a child like they really like let me flourish in that way um, and so, yeah, so I was like, Hey, the time is now I'm 22, got nothing to lose. And I moved to LA and it was freaking blast. Did you have a plan when you moved out there? Or were you just like, I'm going to be a star. What's crazy is, which is so the opposite of like my true self, like up until I moved to LA, I was such a planner so uptight I'm still uptight but I'm like a different type of uptight like I was such a planner I had a plan from a to triple z like if this happens this this and this like like I was so crazy with my plans and when I when I moved to LA it was kind of like I packed all my stuff and I drove out there I would not recommend driving it was really miserable um when I literally like stepped foot like in LA and like got out of the truck and everything and got into my apartment, like I remember the air smelling different and just this sense of like peace and like calmness that I've never felt before. Like this is where I'm supposed to be. And literally like I've never planned again. Like, Do you think w- that peace came from you were pursuing something that you cared about or where did that peace come from? Yeah, I think that I think it was the first time that maybe I did something for myself and I like listened to myself and went for it. And I think that God really gave me a lot of clarity and peace and guidance in LA because I tell you what, like as highly as I talk about it, it's a very, it's a very, very dark city to be in and to like be out there alone is really hard. Um, I agree. Yeah. Have you been? Yeah, I used to live out there. I used to oh, you did? There. Wait. Yeah. Where? Oh, I lived in the Tarzana area and oh, okay. uh, went to film school out there at Hollywood Film College, Columbia Hollywood Film. And um, yeah, it was it was a humbling experience. Mm. And um, yeah, I kind of just realized maybe film school wasn't for me. Mm. Uh, not because, you know, I don't have a passion for it. I still make films, but it was just like, a, I don't like, I just didn't appreciate the, you know, classroom setup, you know, the favoritism, stuff like that, you know. Yes. And, and, uh, it's extreme favoritism in classes, like, you know, before the project's even done, they already know who they're going to help or the teacher already knows who he's going to, like, help throw resources behind. Mm-hmm. And it's like three kids, but in the class, it's like, 25 other students Mm -hmm. and we're like yo bro we're drowning you know and and he's like well i'm helping these three because i feel like they're gonna be a superstar and it's just like my name on it yeah i need my name on it and it's just like oh my god this guy's that's so crazy because i just feel like that's what la is in a nutshell like and i guess to bring back to your point did i have a plan when i went out there not really but i feel like when i left and the whole time of the like three years that i was out there i feel like i i feel like like i knew it was hard i didn't think that it was going to be easy or or i didn't ha- i had a very realistic idea of what la was and the process of auditioning and the hustle and everything like that but I think I didn't realize, like, ju- uh, just such the energy of the city is just is is so discouraging. And like, and so there's so much nepotism. There's so much like who, you know, and I know a lot of people and they still didn't fucking help me out. And I know a lot of friends who know a lot of people and they don't really help them out either. And it's a very like dog eat dog world, like selfish, like look out for yourself city. For sure. I got to shit on it before I love it. You know what I mean? I got to shit on you before I hype you up. 
I feel like that's the kind of like girlfriend I am. I don't know. <laughs> but, Everybody uh, has a love hate relationship with that city. Like I hate that city, but at the same time, I, you know, you kind of like it because a lot of stuff happens there that will not happen anywhere else. Anywhere in the world. else. Yeah, I don't even, you know, but it's just sometimes you're there, you're just like, God damn, I hate this city. Everywhere I look is an ad. I hate this city. And it's you know, so just, just like your eyes your get face. so tired. Your eyes yeah. get tired. So it's just, just the simple, like that right there is that gets on my nerves, you know. But. Yeah. And I do miss, I, I freaking miss being outside and in nature. Like, Oh, Houston, you don't really have like a lot of, you know, places to go hiking or <laughs> pretty areas. I mean, everything that is pretty is flooded all the time. So whatever. <laughs> it's a bayou. It's a bayou. <laughs> and, like it's a double, like a park and then sometimes bayou. <laughs> exactly. Um, literally. But uh, yeah, that is the part that I miss the most. I'm trying to plan a trip out there soon i just don't know really when i'm trying to fit fit it into my schedule because i haven't been back since i moved and i miss my friends out there and the smell of the ocean even though i hate sand but you know yeah i like that um i i, I wanted to touch on something that you said I, I like that you said you uh listened to the voice within and you said that was like the first time that you ever listened to yourself mm-hmm. when you made the move and, and, and kind of done something for yourself um can you give like tips for anybody who's got like an idea for a blog or a podcast like what's your word of advice on how to uh retain traction you know after they've started and the idea is like kind of old and people get burnt out like what are what are you doing to avoid burning out and and what's your yes um so i actually have this problem like it's really hard for me to stay focused on a project and um, just stay passionate about it in general. I think, you know, you get, especially as a creative, you get kind of comfortable and then, you know, your ego gets inflated or um, you get bored because you're not getting instant results and things like that. I would say consistency is key. And I know that sounds so stupid and so simple, but I literally have been talking about it in therapy for probably the past six months. And, um, I'm not really a consistent person, but I've started to make little changes, um, within myself, within my home, within projects, just like, you know, certain areas of my life. And I have seen a change. Um, and so it's really hard for me to stay focused. And when I, when I do get burnt out, because, the podcast is a lot of work, like, and plus all my other projects that I'm doing, but the podcast is a lot of work and I work full time. My co-host works full time. And so it's really hot. Time is really like of the essence with us. Like we really like just don't have time and we have to force ourselves to make time because it's important to us. And I think that that's what you should um, reevaluate. Like, is this really important to you? Is this important to you? Even if I don't make money or I don't have success or whatever, is it because you love it and you want to do it and you want to make a difference and you want to have a voice? Wow. I love that. <laughs> like, I love that. All right. And then it goes to a point, um, what I see from your social media, you know, you, you use your social media to talk to women about healthcare tips and, and hygiene hacks and, and dating advice. Mm-hmm. What does that mean uh, to you, women helping women? I think it just means like be the person you needed when you were younger. I think that's what I really tried to do. I think most of the time when I talk, I'm talking to my younger self or my inner child, whether that be aloud or, you know, on social media. And I think it's just allowing space for people who made not know that it's okay to or be or feel like they're allowed to express themselves I think it maybe gives them a space to express themselves like oh this girl's doing it I think oh that's kind of how I feel maybe I could try this you know what I mean um and I think who who inspired you to uh you know pursue all this like you know blogging and you your podcast host but you're also kind of a personality like who I don't know I think I just I okay when I moved to LA I started my blog and 
I originally was like, oh, I'm going to do this every day so people can keep up with me. Okay, LOL, ego. <laughs> um, so people can keep up with me and I don't have to tell the same story 15 times. Like, mm, here, read my blog, you know? Read my For- blog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so LA. Oh my God. <laughs> so LA. That is the so most LA, LA sentence. Oh my God, you should read my blog. You I don't want to read my blog. Um, it's so funny because when I would meet people in LA, they wouldn't even ask your name. They're like, what's your Instagram? Like, oh. and they would be like, oh, hi. And then if you like pass the social media test, they're like, hi, I'm so-and-so. Dang. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, I don't yeah, want to be friends with you anymore. It's inauthentic. So, um, oh, so when I moved to LA, I originally started my blog for all that for people to keep up with me. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to write it in what's a day. Okay. LOL can barely write like twice a month. Like it was just hard because I don't want to put out like something stupid. Like I definitely wanted to be of quality and have a point and whatever. And so that I expressed and, um, got better at and, uh, just kind of, uh, sharpened my like writing skills. And I really liked it. Um, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about, yeah, it was a lot of questions. It was like, Sorry. how do you, um, you have like any tips for anybody that like wants to listen to the inner voice? Um, oh or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the yeah. best is to just like trust yourself and stuff. Oh, and you asked me like how I got started and stuff. So I just started like doing these things and I got a taste of like, ooh, that was fun. Ooh, that was fun. I tried out for the Houston Dynamos. Like, never thought I would do that. I almost made. It. I got cut by one number, but then I moved to LA. Don't care. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it just. I kept constantly stepping out of my comfort zone and my box, and. Um, kind of just got the taste of it that way. And I don't feel done. Like, I feel like now, like I know who I am and know that I really like could accomplish kind of like anything creatively. Like if I wanted to all of a sudden be a director or like whatever, like I feel like I could. Um, but now like I, I, I know my niche more, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna hang it up. Like I'm not gonna be you a know your designer. Strengths. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not yeah. gonna just try to like do all these things now. Like now I kind of know what I'm good at, what I have value in, and and things like that. So. And and what what uh, carries weight with you and and can keep you going after the shiny object syndrome has kind of worn off on it. For sure. Yeah, that's that's definitely been a problem for me as well, you know, um, seeing so many different things you can do and be like, oh, I can do that. Oh, maybe I should start a blog. Oh, yeah, I can do a blog and a YouTube. You know, I can do and, a blog, YouTube, and a podcast. And a blog, like, and a work full time. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, duh. You know what I was thinking about um, actually yesterday on the way home from work? You know how parents tell their kids, like, you can do anything you put your mind to. Mm. I think... I'm going to tweak that with my kids because I think you totally can, right? Like, how are you going to tell a kid with basically a blank canvas that, like, you know, they couldn't be an a- astronaut or the president or whatever? But I think that you could – I think I want to say, like, you can be anything you put your mind to. Oh, but what was it? But, but like, be realistic about it or something. Oh, shoot. I should have written it down. <laughs> I tweaked it, though, in my head. I you was tweaked like, Wait, it. that's good. That's good. Be realistic. It not sounds real- like uh, no, not the realistic. janitor at the high school. It sounds like the advice he gives you, be realistic. <laughs> be realistic. Don't no. be like me. <laughs> oh, my God. That's not what I said. That's not what I came up with. That was such a lame advice. Or, you know, when it sounds better in your head. And you yes. And you're like, oh, my God. That's, that's, that's half my day. That's half my day right there. Oh, that sounded better in yeah. my head. You know? Yeah. Shoot. I can't remember now. But if it comes back to me, I'll try to remember. But uh, I, it wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> so, like, with so many projects in the air plus life, how do you measure whether a uh, project is successful for you and repeatedly worth your time? Like, how do you structure your day? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that I've reeled back a lot of things. Like, I haven't really been blogging as much. Um, actually, I haven't blogged, I think, since last March or April. Ooh. Ooh. But I've just Ed been... blog. Ooh. <laughs> I still love it. It's my baby. But I don't know. I've just been doing other things like doing, um, you know, going to events and, um, working and doing freelance and just kind of didn't really have the time for it. I think how I measure success, I feel like, first of all, if I'm still having fun and passionate about the project, like I understand some days you're not going to want to come to work, you know, like that's everyone. Like there are some days I don't want to record or we, you know, have other things to do. And we, we kind of just 
try to do what we can and we're getting better. We just had a meeting. We're on season two. I'm excited for the things that are coming up. Thank you. We have like this, this crazy, like three to five year plan and we just need to put it in action. You know, um, part of that is having the manpower and really like needing like some interns or something to kind of just help us out. Um, but I think measuring success is really like an individual, like an individual thing. I feel like for me, it's, am I having fun? Am, do I have a voice? It, it, what I'm saying, is it substantial? Um, and I think that, and of course, like, you know, money will come, brands will come, deals will come. But I think the quality of what you say and what you put into your brand, personal or business um, speaks volumes. I think that your metrics are on point. I don't you're you're measuring it on something internally rather uh, externally. And a lot of people measure stuff externally like i heard an artist he was like man i wanted to share this photo on instagram but it didn't get that many likes so i erased it and i was just like but it's your art bro like yeah, you know like who cares who cares i was like who cares it's, it's your art you know so I, I, I think your metrics are on point well thank you because i feel like i get knocked a lot for that people like always tell me like you can't really go through life based on feeling but Everything we do, if you look at decisions, is based on feeling. Yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, there are people who are more in tune with themselves and the energy around and spiritualness and whatever, like guiding. Mm -hmm. Um, So I say different strokes for different folks, you know? Different strokes for different folks. Uh, I'd like to uh, switch gears and talk about your uh, friend and your co-host, Mel. Oh, who yeah. Who's also, uh, you know, y'all host the podcast Coffee Meets Vodka together. Yes. And um, I saw on Instagram, you two were in like a throwback Thursday type photo. And I was like, oh, wow, they go way back. Like, way y'all back, were, yeah. Y'all were like really young. Can you talk about like your friendship and how you two hold each other uh, accountable through friendship? Yes. Um, so we actually went to high school together. She's a year older than me. I don't think age wise, like I think only like six months younger, whatever, but she's a grade older than me. Um, and we both were on drill team together, which is a dance team, not to get confused with the guns or the flags or the ribbons. Like, we okay. Dance. Yeah. Cause I thought ribbons personally. <laughs> no, no. So we were on that. Um, we, I mean, I wouldn't say that we were, like, super close in high school, but again, like, we have all these throwbacks, so I'm, like, really confused. We're both like, what? Where are all these pictures come from? (laughs) But, um, (laughs) like, we were in the same prom group. Um, I went to prom three times, but whatever. Um, Uh, But I was in in her uh, little prom group, and um, it was really fun. And so, kind of just after high school, we lost touch. I mean, just in different places in your lives, you, you know, ebb and flow, she went to college and then, you know, built her freaking brand, which is like amazing. She was a foodie and then now she's like kind of lifestyle food and, um, active, which is super cool. Mine was relationships and, um, lifestyle. And I still feel like it's that, I still feel like it's that, but basically when I moved back from LA, she reached out to me because we had a mutual friend. Um, oh my God, it was actually, okay. This is how it happened. This is how we reconnected. So then, um, I met him at the park with some other guys and one of the other guys that was filming with him was mutual friends with Mel, which is like such a small world. I can't, there's like, yeah, like half degrees of separation here. And he, that guy reached out to Mel was like, Hey, I think I met your friend Rhea, blah, blah, blah. She's like, what? That's so weird. Like, I'm so confused. Like, how did you meet her? And they were like in a park and I'm just like, yeah, it's on brand for me, you know? <laughs> so anyways, <In> park. <laughs> yeah. So she reached out to me and was like, Hey, like, if you want to like shoot together sometime and blog, like, let me know. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. And basically the rest is history. Like last year we did, um, some campaigns together and I was, uh, shooting some content for her and I feel like she kind of helped me 
pull me out of like a dark place and was very patient with me in that regard and didn't pressure me into being like, well, post this, you need to do this. Your brand is suffering. Like, you know, all these things. She was very just like, okay, whatever. Like it's your time, you know? But like allowed me to still be a part of the then blogger community and still go to events and still like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was really nice. That's 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 great. You you two are using each other to like build together. Yeah. And uh, it's not just advice. Like you guys are actually building something. Yeah. Which is, and, it's beautiful. And we want something. Thank you. We want something, you know, long term. We want something uh, like we want passive income. Mel's all about that. She's I mean, I feel like we're complete opposites, but also very much the same. Like our values are the same. Um, I feel like she teaches me so much about just like money and structure and like just how to be a good person. <laughs> and it's so great. And so when I, when I asked her about, uh, this podcast, because I had, Oh, I've had the dream before podcasts were even cool. And now everybody and their mom has one, but it's fine. It's, true. it's fine. Yeah. A lot um, more people are also listening to it though. Listening to podcasts. Yeah, I so. look, I, I've been a fan. I've been a fan of Audible. I'm a fan of like, I like to switch between audiobooks, podcasts, and music. Um, sometimes I'll even just do, you know, jazz beats or chill hop or whatever. Like, it doesn't have to have words. Like, I need some variety when I'm creating. So, um, so yeah, no, I love it. And uh, when I initially came to her with the podcast idea I was like oh oh my god these people keep bailing that I keep asking I was like maybe it's just like not supposed to be and she's like well you never asked me actually she (laughs) said you never asked me bitch (laughs) (laughs) so talk about your show like uh what is coffee meets vodka so I came up with the idea like before I even brought it to anybody's attention. Um, I don't know why I thought it was just like really cool. Like coffee means vodka. I was like, Oh wow. What does that even mean? I feel like it could be, you know, you know, you go from like day to night, right? Like Mm -hmm. calm to play or whatever the opposite of play is. I don't know what it is, but (laughs) so basically we talk about relationships, um, pop culture, business, Um, just a little bit of everything. We play some games on there. We're trying to bring back more games and get better structure for, you know, this upcoming season. Um, we try to have guests on there that add value to the show. Um, but yeah, it's been like a lot of fun. That's awesome. So you're coming back for season two. When is that? When is that? Yes, it's already premiered. Um, well, it has, but see, we're, it's, it's supposed to be, so it's, it, premieres every monday um subscribe apple, yeah subscribe uh coffee meets vodka on apple spotify stitcher mm, wherever else you get your podcast apps we're all on it all right i like that yeah uh, i i like to switch gears and uh talk about you know your spirituality you know mm-hmm. um it, you've mentioned spirituality and how the importance of it uh especially going through so many different changes in your life uh has your spirituality always been in, in, important to you or was that just something you picked up later? Like being in L.A., you were like, oh, man, God, you know, yeah, like God, <laughs> God or yeah, L.A. does people like that. I need you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, like, that's a very lonely city. Anyway. Yes. If anything, like I need you now. <laughs> um, um, yeah, my spirituality has always been very important to me. Has it always been there? Probably not. I would say now that I have a genuine relationship with God, I can probably tell you 10 years ago when I was 17, like in the decade, uh, it probably wasn't there. I didn't know what it was. Um, I always knew that I believed in God. I knew he was real. I knew he was a God of miracles, all of those things for sure. I got the, I got the outline of it, the basics, <laughs> but I didn't got the cliff notes. I got the cliff notes. <laughs> notes. Um, but I didn't know what a real genuine relationship looked like. And I also thought you always had to be happy around him and grateful and everything. And that's just not the case. Like over the last year, year and a half, especially maybe even since 2017, like I realized I spent like a great deal of time being actually very angry at him. And I brought it to him and I was like, 
I love you, but what is this? You know, like, what are we doing? Like, this doesn't make sense. I'm not reading the situation right. Like, help a sister out, you know? And um, it's kind of cool to watch yourself grow like that. Uh, I, I got baptized last April on Easter, rebaptized, um, or baptized for the first time. I don't know. I never saw a pic. I can't trust my mom. Never saw a pic. So I just she didn't to put it sure. on the gram. So it's not real. Yeah. I just <laughs> want to make sure that I'm in the clear. Um, yeah. And I think, I think, you know, uh, I think that there's different levels of spirituality and, you know, some Christians will tell you that this is, you know, the only way and whatever. And I just really kind of focus on myself. You know, that quote, that's like, if everybody just focused on themselves and like, I don't even know if this is a quote or this is just like words to live by, but if everybody just like focused on themselves and like did right in their life and got, and like got their mind, right. Their emotion, whatever, like we would literally be so much better off. You oh, know, for sure, for sure. So I just try to stay in my lane and meet people where they're at and um, just try to really like, oh, well, this is what works, what has worked for me. Try it. What do you have to lose when you try something? You know what I mean? Like, I'm all about trying something at least once, maybe twice for real in life everything except for bungee jumping or jumping out of planes like count me out but yeah i i can't i agree with you on that one i i can't risk my life i mean i risk my life going outside i mean i can't openly pay somebody right, to... to be like maybe today's the day everyone <laughs> and say your goodbyes i know i hope this cord doesn't snap if yeah. I did it, you know the oh. check's still cleared oh know? my like... god yes <laughs> i do not agree with that at all mm. so you were telling me that you got signed to neil hamill um yes. what got you did you ever stop acting after you came back from la um, sort of, I feel like with me, with the whole acting and this is like, you know, a, my issue that I have been really trying to work out internally and honestly through therapy, it's been like such a lifesaver, but, um, I feel like I never choose it. I feel like it's always there. I've had so many opportunities to, in different capacities to act or to meet people or whatever. And I can never be two feet in. And I don't know why it's so scary to me. So I've always done this kind of off and on kind of ebb and flow, whatever. And that's just the industry. Like everybody goes through that, you know, should I be doing this? Should I just get a full-time job somewhere and like, you know, lay down and whatever and have like a good life and insurance? Like, you know what I Give mean? Up. Yeah. Yes. I don't even know if it's really giving up anymore or if it's just like you weigh your options of like, is this valuable or is it more valuable for me to not be homeless? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's yeah, I mean, what wh what's the what's the ratio? I think the the uh, I oh might be talking. I might be talking out of my butt, but I think it was like one percent out of all actors are actually working. Oh yes. Is is that real? Yes, okay, all right. that's yeah. real. I knew I yes. read that. Yeah, it was so like the like, SAG, right? Yeah. So like you're, you know, you've already made the one percent, and then it's mm -hmm. like another fucking one percent that mm -hmm. you have to that are only acting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's. And then on that one percent, it's only like one, like tenth of that percent is actually making consistent money. Money, and yeah, you know you they know. also don't have direct deposit. They get, what do you mean? They, I, I, I think that I think they might now, but it was like a thing when I was in LA that like they only got their checks mailed to them. Everybody in SAG, like they don't have like direct deposit or anything. So like they. Well, you're like, a freelancer. That's why. If they oh, like direct really? deposit, yeah, you're a freelancer. That's you're a how freelance like, actor. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That yeah, you're like an independent contractor to the studios. But it's so crazy because it's like, oh, let me just go to freaking Chase Bank and cash this, mm -hmm. you know, ten million dollar check, BRB. Well, you're, I mean, I don't, I hate to say it, but like, you're no different than a plumber, you know, like you're a person that provides a service no, and then they have to like, yeah, for but sure, you wouldn't just... put your plumber on direct deposit. You know what I mean? Like, that's my point. But the, but the company that you're so like, but a plumber is like contracted. So it's kind of like a third party. So mm -hmm. I would call the company and then they sent, but like, yeah, no. The... Oh, you mean like your uh, agent or the, like the production company that you work for? I guess you're right. This is making sense now. I just feel like 
Yeah, I don't know. I guess you're right. It makes way more sense. But I think now that SAG, like if you're SAG, they offer direct deposit. I don't know. I just thought that was like a weird, a weird fact. I don't know. It made sense to me. Like, yeah, no, you're no, you're so right. You're so right. I was like, wow, this is like strange. But you're so right. Oh, so yes. So to answer your question, I kind of always have acted kind of off and on. Um, What sparked it? again, is just because I feel like more confident in myself. And I feel like, I mean, I have value. I know what I'm doing. And I just thought like, why not? Even if it doesn't really go anywhere, I've, I've like really relinquished all of my like goals and plans, which may not be the best, (laughs) but, um, even if it doesn't go anywhere with, um, the agency and I can maybe just do, you know, a couple things here and there, I guess acting is a hobby. I don't know. I, I don't think it is, but um, so you're it, doing it's what just you love. important to you creatively. Like it's not really uh, important about you know you don't want to be. I mean, it's not imperative that you become the next Angelina Jolie. But if it happens, it's cool. But like, I just want to act. Mm, I mean, right? mm, I'm only saying that because <laughs> because I've moved back. Yeah. Um. I mean, no, like if I'm going to act like it, it probably needs to be like, it's, I'm going to be famous, but oh, look at you. I'm <laughs> going to be famous. I'm yeah. Claim famous. it. Putting claim it into it. the universe. Manifesting yeah, claim it. it. Claim it. I have no problem with you saying I'm going to be, <laughs> if you got up here, you was like, I'm going to be bigger than Denzel. I'm going to make more money than him. I'm I like, love him. Like just own it. You know I, know, I have no problem with people saying like big boisterous glo- goals. Like it does not bother me. Yeah. Some people get offended by it. I don't care. I'm like, or, yeah, I have huge goals like, too. Oh, your ego or you like You should whatever. humble yourself because I can't see that a thing like that for myself. It's like, well, that's you, you know? Yeah. I'm so humble too. My therapist says that I'm humble and she knows me pretty well. And she said that I think I I'm pretty humble, so I can say this. Yeah, but um, I, like that. I mean, yeah, like I don't want to just, you know, be like local actor. Like I definitely, I guess it's kind of funny because I like should have done this before I moved to LA and then moved to LA. But like whatever, life has no timeline. Okay, I agree. Um, so right now I'm just loving it. I, I work full time in marketing. I'm freaking loving that. And I just really am excited for this year. I feel like it's almost too good to be true. And, um, but it's not because I'm, I've worked so hard to get to where I am right now. And, um, I'm just trying to ride this wave of goodness and creativity and just staying focused. You signed with a new agency. Yeah. Like last year. Yeah, I signed with them in October. So uh, was Neil Hamill. Yeah, with Neil Hamill, and I went on my first audition in uh, well January this month at the. Uh, I'm sorry, no, in December, and I got a call back. I didn't get it, but I mean, hey, that's so good, right? Hey, that's that's good. I mean, your first just one audition, you got a call back. That's great to hear. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to keep an eye on you uh, regarding your acting career. Yes, um, say good yeah. prayers, good vibes, good things. I love it. Um, what's the biggest lesson that you uh, learned last year and, and that and that you're going to apply for 2020? Mm. Uh, boundaries. Mm. Boundaries are the biggest thing that I learned last year. I didn't realize I probably had like an inkling that I didn't have any, but I didn't realize like how absolutely like horrible like I was literally like there's no dam you know what I mean I'm just like a flood just water like going everywhere like there's nothing to hold me back here so um boundaries 2019 was a very like healing year um and I think boundaries you know with work knowing your value knowing um what you want out of a relationship, what you, what you, um, stand for, what you don't, it just overexerting yourself, honoring your needs when you, you know, are too tired or, you know, felt like this person hasn't really poured into you as much as you poured into them. Like just recognize that and kind of take a step back, you know, Mm. boundaries. You could put boundaries on yourself, not letting yourself get too loose. For sure. I, uh, I'm writing that down. Boundaries. Boundaries. It's a good one. I feel like it's so simple and I feel like, um, but I didn't know how to do it. Like I, you know, you hear about people 
And again, I could just be really like kind of dumb sometimes, you know, but like you hear about people having boundaries. It's like, Oh, set a boundary. Okay, cool. Yeah. But like, if you don't like actually know what that means or what it feels like, then like, how would you know? Yeah. You know, like the best advice is always the most simplest, but you think uh, it can't be that complicated, you know, like, I mean, no, it can't be that simple, mm-hmm. but it really is. Like, it really like, is. Put boundaries on yourself, like for your workplace, you know, tell them, hey, don't call me after seven. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a simple boundary. And it, but if your boss, you let him keep doing it, he'll be calling you two o'clock in the morning telling him, I need that report. Mm-hmm. If you just let him, you know, some people have bosses that are really pushy. And Which is so crazy. I don't think I would, I could ever work for somebody like that. I probably could have before last year, but like knowing that now, like, no, like my mind, my time, my space is valuable and I'm not on the clock right now. And you can wait till the morning. What is, what is going to be the difference between me doing whatever right now, than six hours from now at 8am. Bye. Right. You Bye. Know? Bye. Bye. I love it. Okay. So going back, like, like who inspired you to, you know, be who you are and, and, and shoot for what you shoot for. Um, I feel like over the last year, really Brene Brown, and I know that sounds kind of crazy, but she is a, well, an author, but she's, um, as a sociologist and she's a researcher, a shame and vulnerability researcher at U of H. And, um, basically she like went viral, um, a few years ago with this Ted talk about like shame and vulnerability. And she's like, Oh my God, I didn't ask for this. Like, please don't record it. Whatever. She's like, I can never, you know, get rid of this Ted talk, but it's like the best thing ever. And now she has like, Oh my God. I don't know. Like six or more books and I listen to them all on audible and it's really just about like shame, like shame and vulnerability really control us. Like you can't have vulnerability without, um, wait, no, what is it? You can't like, everybody is like in a shame storm and really, and that's why they can't be vulnerable. So like, you know, you can't have vulnerability without like creativity, creativity and, um, and allowing people to be in that space. If you shut them down being shameful, like, Oh, that was a stupid idea or like, no, or whatever. Um, then you cut off like other, um, other creative possibilities. Like, that's why we're like, when I'm creating, I don't ever want to say in a meeting, like, Oh, I don't like that. I'll just always write it down and be like, okay, maybe like, it's always like a yes. And I learned that in like this writing group that I was in. It was hmm. kind of cool. So you use it to uh, apply to yourself. Does it, does it keep you from being so self-critical? Yeah, I think it does. Cause I'm a very hypercritical person. I mean, I think a lot of creatives are in general, but I really, really, really am so hard on myself, like as free spirited as, and as out there as I am, like I care about my work and what I do. I don't necessarily care about, um, what other people think. I think everyone does to an extent. Right. Mm -hmm. But I really like don't care. Cause I just, I know myself, I'm secure in myself, but, uh, yeah, I'm very hypercritical of that. Um, and I think when I get in those, spats I just am like okay this is just shame this is just the enemy trying to shame me and to and to keep me from my potential this is just that oh that person really thinks that about themselves that has no reflection upon me like it really makes you think differently so I would recommend everybody on audible listen to the power of vulnerability by Brene Brown amazing life-changing love it yeah you know uh what's what's next for for Rhea I don't think I'm going to be dating this year, but hello, I'm open to it. (laughs) I'm off the apps. I'm just really focusing on myself and all of, um, getting my finances, right. Traveling. I I thought about today taking some solo trips in the U S like, um, my favorite, I sound so weird. This is my guilty pleasure that I think I've realized my favorite thing to do is like go to a different city and get a hotel and do the exact and like watch TV. Like just do the exact same thing you would at home, but in a different 
sitting in it. Why? Hotel. What does that know. do for you? What does that do for you? I feel like it hits different. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it hits different. It's so stupid, but I just, I don't know. I feel like... Oh, I'm on vacation. I can just like lay around. I don't know. My mind is weird. But um, so I don't know if I'm going to be doing any of that, maybe, but definitely, definitely traveling this year. I want to really go abroad, um, grow Coffee Meets Vodka. We want to have some merch. So we've been working on that for a couple months. And just, yeah, just really like staying focused on my goals and what I want. And, um, not letting anybody derail that. So it's really hard. I but love it. I love fine. it. I love the the focus. I, I like the big goals. Uh, there's enough, There's more than enough time in this year to hit all those goals, honestly. It was like travel. I mean, a couple of those things you could just do in a weekend, you know? Like, I know. That's true. That's true. And I had just uh, actually a couple weeks ago, weekends ago, I don't think last weekend, but the weekend before I went to Round Top, Texas, which is like pretty cool. It's about like 45 minutes to an hour on off like 290 and it's like a cute little like western town and i just went for the day it's like antiquey and you can do stuff like that you know do something different challenge yourself push yourself uh, out of your comfort zone for sure too many times i'm um, hearing too many people what'd you do this weekend oh i just sat and watched netflix all weekend it's like <sighs> there is life outside your job man like enjoy life you yeah. know make the most of your time for sure i i really am just like all about living life in the fast lane, living it to the fullest, seeing and doing everything I possibly can. And I, I think that's probably why, like, I haven't settled down. Um, I just, I don't, I feel like, especially in a partner, like I haven't really met anybody who even matches like my energy or my wave. I just feel like I'm constantly dumbing myself down for people and I'm just over it. So I'd rather book a hotel and go watch TV by myself. <laughs> I love it. I mean, what, what what's the quote? When the, when the student is ready, the, the master will appear. I mean, when oh, okay. Yeah. 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 When you're ready, the, the right guy will, you know, step out of the pocket and you'd be like, oh my God. You Thank like all God. This. Yeah. I'm ready yeah. for that, dude. If he's yeah. listening, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> if you're all out right. there, <laughs> maybe you haven't been born yet. I don't know. Hopefully not. <laughs> oh my God, you're gonna be a cougar. <laughs> uh, I hope not. Oh my God. <laughs> all right. Um, is there anything that you want to like leave the people with, and how can the people connect with Raya? Um, you can connect with me through. Instagram. Um, I'm very active on there. It's at Raya underscore Hensler, R-A-Y-A underscore H-E-N-S-L-E-R. I have to spell my name because I guess it's, I guess it's weird and abstract like me. Um, <laughs> I just want to leave you with listen, like, I want you to listen to yourself and trust yourself because I feel like all the power is already within you. And that's that. Everything you need is already inside of you, baby. <laughs> wow. I, I That is something that I actually learned uh, last year. So that oh, one hits thanks. really close. Yeah. It hurts really close. So, um, I mean, there's nothing else. I can't, I can't top that. So thank you for your time, Rhea. That was beautiful. Thank you Everything. so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Oh, Thank and you. you guys be sure to subscribe to Coffee Meets Vodka again on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you get podcasts. You can also follow us on at coffee.meets.vodka and you can email us at hello at coffeemeetsvodka.com. All right. And I'll put all the information inside the show notes. So no, Perfect. no worries. Cool. All right. Thank you for your time, Ray. Well, thank you so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Offstage with Jordan Baylor. Now go forth and create.